All right, let's roll. What's up, everybody? You know what it is. Nooner Nation. Podcast for Nooners, by Nooners. And we, we made it. Episode 100, y'all. Hold on, let's see if I get the right one the first time. Oh, my lucky Nope, not that one. Stars? Let me go. <laughs> um, 69, dudes! Not that one either. <gasps> nope, definitely not that one. <laughs> Close enough. That's all I got. I obviously don't have the ham. I don't have the rap horn anymore. I guess on my. I've only got four four sound pads, and I went through them all, um, in probably the complete opposite order in which they should have been. I don't know why I have sad trombone, but not the rap horn. I need to change that. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh. episode one hundred. You know, we started this. I started this as a. I don't know, something to do. And two years later, we're here a little over two years later because we missed some weeks, but uh, episode 100. We're not going to have anybody having sex live on camera like Drinking Bros. Um, I mean, unless Jake or Charlie has somebody around and is in the mood, but I don't know nah, how she's you mad at me right now. Don't know how YouTube's going to feel about that one. Um, but yeah, dude, like first off, for everybody that's been listening since day one or has been listening since last week, thank you. You know, it's a, it's been a fun ride. We're going to try to keep it going for 200. Maybe we'll have a, a little something better planned for 200. I kept saying like, oh, I need to plan something for episode 100. And it just like, you know how it gets. We're fucking busy. And time keeps slipping, slipping, slipping. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Like, it's on coming. It's a it's a big deal now, but it, when we hit episode one thousand, it won't be a big deal then. So, whatever, we we roll on. Jake, uh, we're a little late because we're trying to figure out how Jake to not look like edited Japanese porn. <laughs> I don't know why they do that. Yeah, no. Have you ever seen that? Like they blur out everything. Mm-hmm. You know, takes away from some of it, but then sometimes the mystery is kind of hot too. You know, you're trying to look through the pixels to see if there's like a landing strip or anything. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of got a little landing strip going on here on my face. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you doubt you guys can see it. You might have seen it on my Instagram story. <laughs> no, I mean, I can see you definitely have a beard and a mustache. And I'm thinking like a little soul patch. Yeah, I got the little landing strip down uh, right underneath little- my lip. Yeah, a little lower lower lip flavor saver. <laughs> yeah, no, especially now that I'm 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 through with dry January. I'm, I've been. It is. I was. I had that in my notes. This is your last night. Did you? Uh, did are you going to make it through one more night, or have you already said fuck it? It's. Uh... Oh no! The thirty first was my last date. It is February, my friend. Oh shit! It is. Sorry, I thought I still thought it was the thirty first. Just... <laughs> Shows how fucking crazy my week's been. I've lost track of days. I got, it was like ten o'clock this morning before I even realized it was Thursday. You know, I was like, oh shit. I, need to I mean, like... I thought it was Thursday on Wednesday, on Tuesday. So, but is that? There's that. I thought Monday was Friday. <laughs> yeah. What's really bad is when you think Thursday is Friday. And then you realize, like, oh, oh fuck, it's Thursday. Worst. Like, that fucking kills you. It takes the wind right out of your sails. You know, unless you don't work on Fridays, and I guess Thursday is kind of like your Friday. 
Your little Friday. Your little Friday. Yeah, no, uh, I don't have class on Fridays, so today is technically my Friday. So nice. Cheers to that. Nice. I've got my uh, my annual review at my full time job tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes. Gross. I know it's never fun. No, the weird thing is, is like my boss. You can also tell like he doesn't want to do it either. Like he's super laid back, but his boss is like a complete hard ass. So he's just like, all right, let's just get through this. And, <laughs> you know, so we'll see how that goes. And, you know, I might, maybe tomorrow I'll find out, like I've got a lot more time to do more podcasts. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> Shit. That's what happened in my last review. So, yeah, we'll see. A lot, of, a lot of changes going on at the full-time job, so we'll see how that goes. I'm not worried about it because, uh, obviously, they can't lose all this, you know. <laughs> What's the other? I had one more note. Oh, tomorrow is Groundhog's Day. Oh, fucking <laughs> shit. Guess what I'm going to watch after the podcast. Yeah, Punxsutawney Phil. You're going to go watch Bill Murray try to murder a groundhog? I fucking love that movie so much. Oh, yeah. Have you guys ever done, like, a deep dive of, like, the traditions of Groundhog Day? It's like a weird fucking cult. No, I haven't. Like, the actual day? Because I know, like, the movie Groundhog's Day, there's, like, a ton of, like, online... I don't know if you call them conspiracy theory. What do you call it? Fan Fan theories about it. And, like, like people have, uh, like, reviewed, like, some of the stuff he does throughout that and how long it would have taken. And he's like, he relived the apparently like, oh yeah, he relived the same day for five years or something like that. Yeah. I, I didn't shit. realize it was a book before. My, I don't know if my dad read it or just knew that, but he was like, he told me it was a book and that he'd actually been there for years, which they don't really portray in the movie, but you can tell like he learns piano and he learns yeah. all these things. Like so he's there for like, like five years. But they never state like exactly how long it was, but it kind of makes sense when you hear it's been that long and you're like, oh yeah, he didn't learn how to play. Yeah, he learns to play piano. He like learns everything about like that waitress's life to sleep with her. Yes. Um, he <laughs> like, learned. All that shit would take time and like knowing exactly when people are going to be where. Yeah. And he learns like the all timing. the timing of the armored car to go rob it. Like killing himself all those many uh. ways. Well, that uh, whole montage is a week, a weekend. I'm just dumping the toaster in the bathtub. You know? Oh my gosh. Yes. He does do that. I just love you know, when he's talking about like, don't drive angry. <laughs> Puxatani Phil must die. Ned Ryerson getting punched in the face. Yeah. No, but like the actual groundhog they have like their own little nicknames for like each person that goes up on stage with the fucking groundhog and it's like passed on to the next person it's fucking weird i was actually ruben in the chat said punxsutawney phil is a national treasure i'm pretty sure he's got to be somewhere close to where they do that i want to say it's like within a drive a d like a short drive of pittsburgh so like it's I wonder, Ruben, if you're if you're still watching, if if you're watching, have you ever gone to see Punxsutawney Phil come out of his uh, groundhog hole? 
I mean, I will say he's got like probably the best life any groundhog could ever have. Yeah, no, they have like a little fucking like enclosure for him that's like a hundred feet away from where they do the little ceremonies. Yeah. They'll probably have him uh yeah, he says forty five minutes away from where mm-hmm. he's at. So yeah, and I think God like damn. don't they typically have him like predict the Super Bowl now too? Like kind of like really? the octopus. Yeah, because now that there's there's more weeks on the NFL, Groundhog's Day is like typically right before the Super Bowl. So now they have him like predict the Super Bowl as well. That's Okay. Like some some small furry <laughs> some small furry fat Nostradamus. Right. He, I mean he's he's related to Andy Reid, so he's gonna side with him. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Andy Reid does look a bit uh, groundhogish. Person that said some douche douche dropped him last. Somebody dropped him last year. <laughs> Just fucking yeeting the hedgehog. I mean, fucking the, hedgehog, the groundhog. I can definitely see oh, like, like how do you fumble a fucking groundhog? I mean, man? I could totally see like you some... fumble it like Zay Flowers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I can definitely see like definitely during a COVID year, you know, like some just pissed off Yinzer up there, just like what six more weeks of winter and just punting the goddamn thing. <laughs> punting that fat fucking sack of. That would be different. <laughs> like, have you ever seen how groundhogs move? Well, like lumps of fat. That like, just you, de- you, like you don't even see their legs move. You just see the fat on their body wobbling around in waves <laughs> as they move forward. <laughs> it's like a massive. I wish Punxsutawney Phil was the groundhog from fucking Caddyshack. Mm. Um, that was a gopher. Oh fuck! Never mind. Remember, it's like we need to shoot the Irish, the Irish greenskeepers. Like we need to shoot the gophers. It's like not to correct you, but if I go around here shooting up gophers. They're gonna lock me up and throw away the key. Mm-hmm. It's like not gophers, gophers. Caddyshack, good movie. I haven't seen that one in a while. Followed by the yeah. not quite as brilliant Caddyshack Two. You know, the oh, sequels just never shine as bright. You know well, what is? Empire Strikes really... Back. Oh, yeah. But what is a good underrated sequel? Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day. Oh, see, I only made it like... second one? I only made like 15 minutes mm-hmm. through that and was just like, nah, I'm not feeling this one. Dude, it's so fucking good. I fucking love that movie. I just watched it last night. I love it. Oh yeah, well, maybe I'll go back and rewatch it. But it is good because, like, you know, in some sequels they always use something from the first mm-hmm. that made it so good. But and they did that in this one, but they did it subtly to the point where it's like it's not completely on the nose or the exact right. same. Like the brothers fighting each other and bickering, like it. Right. It, they include things like that just like very seamlessly that would be like, yeah, of course they would fight and you know, stuff like that. Like, ah, I love it. And honestly, Billy, Billy Colonnelly with like the thicker beard that's wider. Like, dude, I don't know if I have a Santa thing going on or what, but like, <laughs> that's, that that's letter, the dad, like, right? Mm hmm. 
Oh yeah, you got like it's a Santa, you got like a Santa, bitch, Santa daddy thing going on. Right, I was like, I'm not gonna think very deeply into this, but I'm into it, Billy. Like, you're the one that I would choose out of all the men in this movie. <laughs> yeah, because who's the uh, who plays the main character? You have the dude who plays Daryl. Um, I think I called him Nor- Dixon, Norman Remus. Right? Remus. Yeah, Norman Remus. Remus. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't his name. Yeah, Norman Reedus and then Sean Patrick Flannery. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to go back and, and rewatch you, that one. I'm I try- can't remember the guy's real name, but the guy who plays Romeo, he's definitely my fucking favorite character. Oh, yeah. Because years ago, that was actually the. I watched the second one before the first one and the episode where, or the scene where he goes, ding dong, motherfucker, ding dong. Dong, I made that into a fucking Facebook post back in 2011, and uh-huh. like I still get reminded this day, and I'm like, fuck yeah. Oh, do you ever like speaking of that? We'll get back to Boondog Saints in a second, but do you ever get like those Facebook reminders from like 10 years ago, back when like status updates were a huge thing? So I'm just like so cringy. It's like, oh, oh god, god. Delete. I mean, that. for me, it's like the Snapchat memories from high school. Yes, where we Snapchat were drinking like half filled juice bottles with fucking vodka or tequila or something like that. And oh, yeah, oh, no. So to, to age myself, my senior year of high school, I got on Facebook because a girl I knew that was going to a college made me an email through that college because you could not get on Facebook unless you had a college email. Oh yes. I do remember hearing about that. <laughs> that was, that was when we were all on MySpace. Still. MySpace. And I'm still, let's bring back original MySpace. Like, you know, bring us back. Who was my Tom? Is that Tom? Yes. Bring us back, Tom. We were young and foolish. Come back with MySpace. Top eight music in the background. Teaching kids how to do like basic coding in the background. You know? People say that you just copied and pasted it. <laughs> like that wasn't unless you know coding is just copying and pasting. But you still had to like go and put in what you wanted in between the scripts. You know. Oh no! I never had to do anything like that. I just like literally went to a place. Oh yeah! See so again to age myself. Like MySpace. Like you can go and online and find like the template you needed, like the the programming template. It was like, oh, here you need to insert like the URL you want for this picture and you go do this. I miss the original MySpace. Simpler times. I tried I to love I wasn't old enough. The songs. The music. The songs were fucking everything. Oh, yeah. And mine would always flip flop back and forth between like probably at that point in time, like Lil Wayne, like the Carter 2, or, or like whatever mildly emo music is probably like vindicated by dashboard confessionals, you know, because like, Oh, some girl, some girl I like started dating somebody. So I was like, "Mm -hmm." you know, we definitely had at least one hinder song at some point too. Oh, lips of an angel. Lips of an angel, baby. Lips of an angel was definitely on there. That was my ringtone. After my stoned. I was going to say, wasn't hinder homecoming queen too. I don't know. I just know they had lips. They had, Lips of an Angel, which I think was like their first big one. 
I think Stone Stone was kind of, but then lives of an angel fucking skyrocket. <laughs> I think that was, I'm pretty sure that was my ringtone on my red Motorola Razor because like my oh, girlfriend broke up with me. That I had the age <laughs> razor. That's a deep cut. And let me tell you, the silver one. The razor was hit or miss. It was either like no matter like half of them were total pieces of shit but then the other half of them would never die. And my red AIDS razor, I literally got so pissed one night that I threw it into the wall and it went through the drywall. And I was like, well, that's broke. <laughs> like a razor. <laughs> and then it, it started ringing and I just reached my hand through the hole in the drywall and picked it up and the phone still worked perfectly. <laughs> I had a silver one that was a fucking tank. Like... A legitimate fucking tank. And it lasted me like four years from like fifth grade till I got my first smartphone in eighth grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. God damn. I That's got my first so phone cool. in third grade. All right. I, I think I've yeah. told this before. I was born I, in 98. So I got my first phone in 10th grade and it was a Sony Ericsson. And it was the first camera phone. But that did not mean the camera was integrated. The camera was a whole nother piece, and you plugged it into the bottom. Holy shit. And you could take pictures with it, and it was so grainy and terrible. But then I also, so the camera had a little pouch with a lanyard that I would clip to my belt loop. And then, like, this, so this would have been 10th grade, so high school. I was at a high school football game and thought I was, like, so dope being all fucking, uh, Malibu's most wanted. I had my visor. I had a visor flipped upside down with my phone clipped to the bottom of the bill. I can fucking see you now. Puka shelled like a motherfucker. Frosted tips. (laughs) All right, Malibu most wanted. Calm down. Tan tan (laughs) as fuck. Tan as fuck with the Playboy Bunny sticker tan line. Right above my dick, because I thought that would turn people on. Please tell me you had your girl in at this point, too. eyelash off, damn it. <laughs> Holy shit. It did work. It did work, though. Because, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, when I had weird. that, I was driving these two girls to the mall. And they thought, like, they're like you're really tan. Like, is your stomach that tan? I showed them my stomach. They're like, oh, you have a really cute stomach. This would have been 11th grade by then. So but I was still tanning, but I still did that dumb shit. And uh, then they saw like the tan line, like what's that? I was like, I was like, so I like pulled like the, the pant down a little bit and they saw that. And the next thing you know, like they're licking my stomach and then it turns into like wild escapades as I'm doing 80 miles an hour down the interstate in my Camaro. Um, so it worked. I had in the Camaro. It worked. Oh yeah. I definitely had that. I wanted to be a teenager. <laughs> I know. I had a fucking Camry that I would just fucking fly with. And that thing was fucking beautiful. Matt, I was one of those uh, Nissan Altima people. Altima. Around here in the Midwest, every single teenager drives a Pontiac Grand Prix. They're everywhere. Yeah, They're fucking everywhere. Your damn eyelash is all over I know. It's trying it's hanging on by a thread just take flick it flick it away <laughs> let freddie get it 
You should put fake eyelashes on Freddie sometime. <laughs> yes, Alex, I was a real B-Rad G. <laughs> Bill was a real poonhound back Did in the day. Did you have the sound Park system in the Camaro too? Do what? Did you have the sound system in the Camaro too? I actually saved up and bought this like custom made sub box for the back of my Camaro. It was a 98. So it had the hatchback, like, you know, the 98 was an SS. And, uh, I had three twelves in the back and I cranked it all the way up with the windows all closed. And it actually blew the back window out. Holy shit. Holy fuck, dude. And that was, uh, my parents were not excited for the insurance claim on that one. So, I the, bet uh, they love that. The subs got taken out real quick. <laughs> and sold. I had to sell them to pay to pay the $500 or whatever deductible to have my back window replaced. So I think I sold yeah. I sold like $1200 worth of subwoofers to pay for this fucking back window in my car. And then after that, I was like, no more subwoofers. <laughs> Not to bedshed, by that point, it kind of got to the, like, I started realizing like having a bunch of bass like is just showing off because you can't actually hear the music anymore because everything just rattles. I remember this guy, his car would rattle. Mm -hmm. It was so fucking It's about to rattle apart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly what it sounded like somebody said oh Kristen no I didn't have the neon lights under the car but I sold that in the car I sold that Camaro and bought another one that was a year newer because I just had I wanted a white one because at the time the North Carolina Highway Patrol had a shit ton of white SS Camaros so I bought that and in my 18-year-old genius mind, thought it'd be the, a great idea to put blue strobe lights in all the all the headlights and taillights. <laughs> and even had like, I had a CB in it. I had the CB antennas. I had blue strobe lights that turned on <laughs> when you flipped down the, the visors. Holy shit. So that turned into me showing those off in the school parking lot and almost like getting arrested for impersonating a police officer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. So, which oddly enough, that same car is, I think this was my senior year of high school, junior, senior year. Um, me and my friends all joined a bowling league because we thought it'd be funny. And it turns out like when we started the league, none of us bowled. So our handicap was like so high. So we ended up winning like our tier for the bowling league. <laughs> so we were all excited. I'm pretty sure we were probably stoned or drunk. We leave the bowling alley and all just tear out and start drag racing down the street out of the bowling alley, which is a really dumb thing to do because the bowling alley was literally right next door to the highway patrol office. <laughs> Um, so I had a radar detector because everybody did back then. 
and this starts lighting up. I'm in the, my biggest, like my thing, my claim to fucking fame in high school was if I was drag racing you, I would go into the turning lane, like the center lane to pass you. So I was in the turning lane on like a five lane highway doing like 95 miles an hour. My radar detector lights up. I must have been doing faster than 95 because that's what they clocked me at. I'd hit the brakes before they ever clocked me. But so I like I lock the brakes up and then, yeah, here's a state trooper coming around the curve from where we were at. Blue lights whips around me. <coughs> My two friends, the other two guys that I was racing, they hit the gas. Like they just keep going. They're like, fuck this. We're going to keep going. The cop, like, I'm like, well, I'm fucked. So I kind of, like, start to pull over. And he, like, just kind of rolls down his window. And he's like, pull over and stay here and takes off after my other two friends. So I'm like, nope, not doing that shit. So I turn into, like, a neighborhood, like, a quarter mile up the road and just, like, sit. There was a house for sale that had, like, um, one of those driveways that, like, you kind of go through a little carport. But then the actual parking's like back behind the house. Oh yeah. So I sat there for like an hour, and I was like, okay, like they have to be long gone by now. I'm just gonna like slow roll it home, hope that I didn't get my tag. So I'm like driving, like speed, like cruise control on the speed limit, <laughs> and I come over this hill, and there's a gas station, and it is just a cloud of blue lights in this gas station. <gasps> And there was 14 state trooper cars when my other two friends pulled over in this gas station. So I'm like, okay, like, keep it cool. Be casual. And I remember I even looked, like, I looked out the, like, kind of looked out and, like, made eye contact with my friend. I was like, "Mm, don't say anything, you know. And then I see this guy point at my car, like a state trooper point at my car. So my 17-year-old you know, brain thinks, fuck it. I'm in an SS Camaro. They'll never catch me. It's like, they're all parked. Like, I can get out of here. So I just Whoa, hammer, shift down, hammer it. I'm like, and I see like a couple guys like running into their Crown Vicks. And I was like, I'll be long gone by the time they get those Crown Vicks out of the parking lot. And as I can, as clear as day, as long as it's been, and as bad as my memory is, I can still see it in my head. The second I think, like, oh, those Crown Vicks ain't shit, a Corvette. They're on you. A black Corvette that's all lit up from the inside (gasps) comes just drifting across, like, four lanes of traffic, (laughs) like, tires smoking, (laughs) and comes after me. And I'm like, did not know they had that. (laughs) So he finally, like, he gets, like, he comes flying past me and gets in front of me and locks his brakes up and I have to lock my brakes up. And then by that time there's two crown Vicks on either side of me and stop me. And they're like, turn around. Like a cop like jumps out of this Corvette with his gun drawn. He's like, turn around and go back to the gas station now. And if you try to run, we're going to shoot your tires out. So I was like, Oh, that's when like 17 year old bill, like a teenager. He's like, okay, okay. All right. All right. I realized I realized I wasn't invincible. So I like drive back to the parking lot to this gas station parking lot. 
and this, I again, I can still see his face. This like fucking three hundred pound fat ass state trooper, like comes like arrogantly strolling up to my window, and he's like, "It's like you skinny piece of shit. If I didn't have this badge on, I'd jerk you out of this car right now and beat you to death." So then Invincible Bill kicks back in. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah? Take your badge off and do it, fat ass. And now they wonder why they have body cams. So then I was literally drug out of the car and handcuffed. Um, handcuffed, didn't get arrested. They still let me drive home after like an hour of them lecturing me about what I did. Holy shit. They just lectured no, well, you? They, no, they made, me, they made me call my parents. And they talked to them. Right. So then they let me drive home to which point, like my parents just fucking gave me the end of the world speech for like letting me own a fucking fast car. Um, but then to be fair, do they really think more of you? No. A teenager, like teenager. No, my, my parents knew exactly what I was like. Come on now. Fast cars and loose women. They knew like, they've known what I've been into (laughs) for years. Like, My mom has not liked any of my girlfriends. I think the only reason she likes my wife is because we're married now, you know? (laughs) But, yeah, I ended up getting off because I told my lawyer, who was even scarier than the police, like my mom's best friend at the time. Her husband was a defense lawyer and uh, who's also named Bill. But he played, like, linebacker for NC State or some shit. This is massive Southern dude. And so she's like, oh, you got to go see, I won't say his last name, but it's like, I have an appointment with you, with Bill, about this ticket. Because my ticket ended up being 94 and a 50, resisting arrest, willful speed competition, reckless driving, willful endangerment of the public, and willful endangerment of self-well-being. Um, so he's, he's reading this whole thing off to me in this like real, like exactly what you would think of like a, a big ass Southern lawyer. He's like, willful speed competition, evading arrest. And he like, he takes it, like puts it down on his desk, folds his hands, like kind of on his desk. And he just looks at me, he's like, Bill, why couldn't you just got a fucking DUI? <laughs> I was like, sorry that I have some morals. I don't know. (laughs) It's like it'd be easier to fend you if you were drunk driving and killed someone. Which, by the way, drunk driving, at least at that time in the town I was in, if you got a DUI, your life was fucked. So when he said this to me, I was like, oh, my God. Like, am I going to jail? Like, oh, shit. So he's like, tell me what happened. And I was like, I told him the truth. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did that police officer say to you? And I told him, he's like, which which direction was his car facing? And I was like, towards my car, I guess. Like, so when my court day came up, like he comes, like, he he's there. He talks to, like, the DA or whoever does the shit. I don't know. And uh, he's talking to him, and he comes and gets me and takes me, like, into, like, a private room. And he's like, here's... Here's what I got for you. You can either 
sue that police officer for communicative threats against a minor, and I can probably get you like $10,000. Or we don't sue them, and it gets dropped. The whole thing gets dropped to a four-over speeding ticket, and you keep your license. So I was like, yeah, let's do that. So... (laughs) Shit, dude. That's or over speeding ticket. I had to go do like an eight hour defensive driving school thing. Which even that was comical because all these people in there is like, oh, why are you here? It's like it was like, why are you here and what could you have done differently? And there's people like it's like, oh yeah, I was doing like 115 down the interstate. Like, what could you have done different? It's like slowed down, I guess, but like that cop was asshole. Like, even I was just kind of like, dude, you're doing 115. <laughs> like I knew what I did was fucking insane. And I owned up to it. Like, I was like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. There's so many people, like adults, like full grown, like adults in this class with me at 17. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, what are you bitching about? Like, they all tried to make it out to they're the victims. Like, you're doing 30 over. How are you the victim in this? Like, shut up and just own it. Like, you had drugs on you. You're doing 30 over and you were drunk. You're in this class all day (laughs) either way. Like, stop trying to rationalize it out to where the police are out to get you. You're doing 30 over. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's like you you asked for this. (laughs) You know it's wrong. Like, you know it could happen and then it happened and you're pissed off. Like, yeah. Get better emotional intelligence, bitch. How is it that, like, you're 35 and a 17-year-old kid has more self-awareness than you do? Mm-hmm. And that's how you know not everybody grows up. <laughs> no. No, not at all, because I was in that class with a dude that I knew who was, like, 25 at the time. And I knew him. Well, for one, I knew his younger sister, but he had the exact same Camaro that I did. So I kind of knew him around town for that. He's like, oh, yeah, like when we went on our lunch break, he's like, oh, I'll drive. And he literally just does donuts around the parking lot before we leave to go get lunch. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> what, what are you doing here? <laughs> he's that guy? Yeah. He was a little slow. He was, mm. Well, he wasn't slow in his car, but he was slow. His, his thought processing was a little slow. So. But, yeah. I don't know if I've ever told I think I've told that. I've told that story so many times in my life. I had to tell that. I don't think I've ever heard that one. That was was pretty good. um, I applied to be a police officer years ago, and I had to do a polygraph test, and I told that story. (laughs) And even the detective was just like, what the hell? (laughs) She's like, I don't know how. He's looking at a steady line like, oh, my God. Well, that's not how it works. So the polygraph test, by the way, worst experience of my entire life. Really? Oh, yeah. We're, like the, I came out of that feeling like the most terrible human on the planet. Because you, they send you, but the week before, they send you this like 12-page questionnaire. Right? And you're, like, you're supposed to fill it out truthfully. And I didn't know like how the... I was like, are we going through each one of these questions on the polygraph, like individually? Like, what's going on? So I filled it out, like, as honestly as I could. And it's like, I haven't done anything that I'm terribly remorseful for. But like, when you're like, when you're go, like, when you're cataloging the shit you've done wrong in your life on paper, like, it doesn't make you feel Oh, it makes you feel horrible. Like, the greatest person ever. So then I'm in this, 
I'm in this room with the detective doing my polygraph. And it's like a female detective, which doesn't help either. And it's just like, like you're going through like these questions. So what you do, you go through all like your entire questionnaire and then you just answer questions based on like four metrics. Like there's like drug use, physical abuse, sexual abuse, and well, I can't even remember the other one. And it's just like, have you held anything back on this one? Like, have you, are you being truthful for this? So like, they don't ask you specific questions. It's just like, based on what we've talked about, have you lied about anything on that? And like, I literally told, essentially told this detective, like everything I've ever done in my life. And some of it's fairly embarrassing, you know, and uncomfortable to talk about with people. So I go through, but I'm like, okay, but I should be fine. Like I answered everything truthfully. So then she's like, we go through it. She's like, okay, um, is there anything else you want to tell me? I was like, no. She's like, well, it said like you failed on like this section and this section. And I was like, I, okay, like maybe I'm nervous. She's like, don't be nervous, but maybe like change how you answer things. And I was like, you told me before this, like don't try to outthink the machine. Like, so then like <laughs> I was in there for like three hours hooked up to this fucking machine after telling this lady, crazy shit you know i left there so i ended up failing it and it's just like she's like do you want to try again i was like no like i don't know i don't know what else to do like i've been completely truthful in this like there's things that i've told you that like there's now two people in the world know me and you you know like i don't know how to be any more truthful and uh so yeah i left that thing feeling like the biggest piece of shit on the planet because not only did I fail it, and it's the very last thing you do. I, I spent like a year going through like the admission program for like Des Moines PD. And uh, that was the very last thing you do to go in. I was, I was like, fuck, I feel like shit. But onward, we did some questions. Uh, what was it? Oh, so things that annoy you more than they actually should. We got like, we got a solid amount of ones on this. So let's dive into those. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm all, I, I love the responses we get. There's always some really fucking good ones. I'm excited. Bill looks distraught <laughs> by the first one already. No, the, this must <laughs> be in a leftover from the last one. Oh. But it's super really? long. It's super long and not worded well so yeah okay so first one people (laughs) i feel you i'm actually very conflicted about that because when it comes to individuals like i really enjoy talking to people like and getting to know, like st- like meeting people at a bar and just like talking and having conversations. But yeah, pe- no, like the drinking bros meetups were yeah. really fun. People like people as a whole, yeah, annoy the shit out of me. But like driving down the road, like yeah, I, I think of I think of the bomb and hope it hits. Yeah, this next one, 
I don't really have a lot of experience in for a very long time, but I can see, I've talked to you guys about this before and I can see it. Dating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, like, should you be more annoyed than you should with dating? I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Like, if you're actually trying to look for, like, a a long-time partner, I can see it being super annoying. But if you're just looking to hook up and you go out on a date with an annoying person, you can be annoyed. But you should also know, like, you shouldn't be any annoyed than you should. Like, you should anticipate being annoyed by this person, right? I mean, it's one of those things. You expect to hit a foul ball, and if you hit a home run, it just makes it that much sweeter. Well put, my man. Well put. Touche. Yeah, no, I've that been thinking good. about this a lot lately. Cause like, I was actually I, about to I, say, I like, I, that's that's a comment yeah. that comes from somebody who is starting to figure out dating in their late 20s. <laughs> Right, like you've actually put some exactly. Thought. You like, put some thought into like how dating should go, as opposed to how yeah, you no, like, want I've it to go. I've been ghosting everything, and it's because I finally got myself into something, and I'm learning. Nice, good for you, dude. Women. <laughs> I mean, that's vague. I feel like that's gonna be a pretty common answer on this one. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm sure it's, I mean, okay. That's a little vague, though, because somebody can just say men. I'm sure we're annoying as shit, too, sometimes. Right. That's the thing. I mean, it's women annoying. hate other women, though. It is true. A woman could have said this, because women do hate other women. So do I men. think women hate other women more than misogynistic men hate women. Maybe, but know. men men do don't... Guys talk about each other? <laughs> men don't hate, at least in my experience, I can only talk from that. Men don't hate other men in the same veracity that women hate other women. Oh, no, no, man. My first job was at a trucking company. I'm going to have to. <laughs> that shit was pretty fucking crazy. I was in high school at that job, and I was like, these motherfuckers okay. are worse than the Hot girls take. I go to school with. <laughs> Hot take about that one, though. It's because it's a bunch of gorillas who have to compensate for something. Okay, here, here it they is. They were gorillas. They were just regular fucking small town truckers, but they were all very different personalities, and they all fucking talked mad shit about each other because they would come into the um, reset or the lady that fucking ran everything. Like she wasn't just an assistant. Like she fucking ran that place. She was way more than that. They would come into her office, and that's where I was at. They were all bitchy about each other, and it was just fucking hilarious. Like, like to the okay for reference, this was one of the stories. <laughs> Two of the guys had to ride with each other. One was a fat hunk of shit, and the other one was like he ran <laughs> he ran marathons. He was very in shape. Okay, I can see why that's annoying though for the skinny guy and for the fat guy. Yeah. So yes, so he comes in the skinny guy, and he's like, "This motherfucker comes out with a two handed hot dog." <laughs> You just double dicked up by the hot dog. And we fucking died <laughs> laughing. It's him just like describing this fucking hot dog this dude is eating because he like fucking hated him so much. And he's like, him and his fucking massive hot dog. Like, that's like how petty it got. And I was like, like I said, I was in high school and I was like, damn, these guys are just as bad. Like, and then I also worked in a hospital and some of the guys were real fucking petty and real. 
snitches and then just they would spread rumors and all kinds of shit like they were just mm-hmm. as bad so it, it i think it depends on like what type of yeah job so, site or whatever you know because that's what i'm referencing like it they exist they definitely are out so there. of no surprise the very next answer men men yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was probably the same person. Same person. <laughs> Hate them both. I, I, it could even be a succession of the three. Like, I hate people. I hate women. I hate men. Yeah. But when, this goes, that goes back to people. So. <laughs> yeah, you hate people. We've gotten the same answer yeah. so far. <laughs> when it takes more than 30 seconds for someone to text me back. Oh. 30 seconds? I feel, I, I feel like a lady did this one because that drives them up the wall. No, no, because you know what? I texted this one. There's this one that I was with for a little bit. I would text her back right away, and I would still have to wait 10, 12 hours to get a response sometimes. I mean, I, I can see this in certain situations, like with my screen printing stuff. Like somebody, like a customer will text me. Like, oh, hey, like, like a question, like, can you do this, this, and this? And I'll immediately text back. And then it takes like an hour and a half for them to respond. And I'm like, bro, why'd you bring it up if you're not ready to talk about this? <laughs> and they bring oh, it up They bring it up in a way like, like, we a... need to get this resolved now, you know? And then it's like an hour and a half later. It's like, I get like, if, you have, if you're in a meeting or something, wait till after your meeting. Don't like text me this and get me all spun up. Trying to figure hey, out a solution. Hey, Logan's in the chat. What's up, man? Logan! We didn't even bring that. I'll bring it up at the end of the podcast. I forgot about that. It's in my notes, but we kind of got rolling. But but yeah, like, uh, I feel like that's more of like a, a lady trait or is like question. Maybe not 30 seconds, but like two minutes. Question mark. I question say about mark. five to 10 minutes. Question After that, mark. It's like, okay. I've just learned to be way more patient than that. Like, I, I'm not gonna, but then, uh, like, if I want information out of someone, like, that I will call you. And I've had friends that are like, why do you call? And I'm like, dude, because I'm not gonna fuck him around with your bullshit if you wait and, like, <laughs> I have questions, I need them answered fucking now and not on your phone. Oh, no. Mind. See, that's, like, I'm the opposite of that. real fucking quick instead of stretching out, out like, two if hours. The best time to call me is to text me. Like, Anybody like yeah, that, even, even my wife calls me I'm like God damn it why can't you just text me like and that's <laughs> a fucking thing because we all grew up like why weren't they like excited about getting phone calls and then nowadays people are like man it's just like go fuck yourself <laughs> like that was like just because you don't you prefer a worst form of communication. Maybe shove it up your ass. To me, to me, if like somebody <laughs> no offense, Bill, but shove it up your if ass. If somebody <laughs> if somebody calls me just for like small talk, like I'll indulge. <laughs> like I'll, I'll indulge that. But I'll hang up the phone. I'm like Christ, indulgent Jesus. You know. Like, well, no, sometimes I'll get like high and call my mom. And like I don't have anything her. to do but talk to you on the phone. Like good God. <laughs> Maybe I'm the problem there. I don't know. Yeah. Finding a... I don't know, because I do that shit just to bug people sometimes. It's kind of funny. Trying to find a good song to play while you're driving. <laughs> um, I can kind of see that. 
Like especially, I do hate it when you can't find. Like, especially like if you're, like if you're trying to do like radio. If you have Sirius XM mm. and you you have like all the music oh my god and yes yes on I, I, now I get to. it. I've got Sirius XM because like there's like oh five dollars for five years or some shit you know because they're desperate and I'm like yeah. all of these channels aren't playing shit. Like yeah, they I all suck. Hate that. Oh, yeah. Then I'm just like, fuck it. I'll risk crashing to Bluetooth my phone in and play something else from my phone. <laughs> I, that's why I got rid of uh, Sirius. I was like, I'm not going to fuck with this anymore. I'll just stream from my phone because my phone's going to learn enough of what I like to listen to that it's going to play something. See, they've got me. Rather than later that they've they've figured to. me out after like six years of me getting it for the month of December. Just so if my wife's in my car, I can have Christmas music on and then canceling mm-hmm. it. Then now they still like November 1st, they will send me a thing. It's like $12 for the whole year. And I'm like, well, that's like a dollar a month. Yeah, sure. Why not? And I yeah. get it. And then I'm like, I never listened to it. I'm going to cancel it. And they send the next one, the next November. I'm like, oh, fine. Bill has hacked SiriusXM, so they just send him. Yeah. Discounted shit. I have found a new channel. It's like a classic rock one. I can't remember what it is. Like 35 maybe? It's not bad. Because hmm. they play yeah. like... The one thing that does bother me though, that's supposed to be like a classic rock one. And they do play some slow jams. Like I heard a Peter Gabriel song on there today that I never heard of. And it's not actually... I wouldn't call it rock. It's kind of a slow jam in, in your eyes. But I like the beat. It was good. But then they'll play like They'll play like uh, early, like Blink-182 or Green Day. I mean, that's classics now, Bill. You need to understand that. I know. We're like, you motherfuckers. This is not classic rock. Right. That's supposed to be on Faction, damn it. Yeah. Fuckers. Alternative. People walking side by side and obliviously slow in walking paths. That shit drives me insane. Oh, I make a point to, like, obnoxiously go around people who do that. Oh, it drives me nuts. drives me absolutely fucking nuts. Like, I'm the dickhead that will, like, scoff at people and walk around them. Or, like, in the grocery store when somebody's, like, slowly strolling through the center of an aisle. And it's like, oh, my God. I know what I I need. And it's at the end of this. It's at the end of this aisle. I'm trying to get in and out. And, bitch, you are in the middle of this. And I can't get around you without looking like an asshole. So either you move up or I'm just going to look like an asshole. Like, good God. You know, there's this. Do you not know there's a dude right behind you? Like, like, drives me insane. In fucking sane. Or the, when the people like park their basket in the middle of the fucking aisle and stand there taking up the other half of the aisle, <sighs> looking at the products on the shelves and you say, excuse me. And they act like you're the fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to like beat the fuck out of someone in public. Yeah, I feel that one. People that take too long to make a turn. Or people that slow all the way down to take a turn. I think it's I think it's kind of the product where it's like they almost come to a complete stop to make a turn. Okay, mine's not on here, but I'll, I'll say something similar. When people stop at yellow lights. Mm, it depends on how yellow it is. No, yellow lights in general. If it's not red, it's not dead. 
So, well, so I guess in my case, I've actually gotten a ticket for being halfway through an intersection and it turned red. And a cop saw it. I think that's just from like New Mexico because like here, if you're over the line, like on the like going side mm. and it turns red, you're in the clear. Like that's how the lie is here. Maybe. I don't know. So like. I gauge it. People just don't give a fuck. I gauge it. You know, it's one of those things like, can I make it? Yeah, I'll make it. But then, like, sometimes, like, well, I'm not going to make it. And it's going to be red before I get there. Like, I'll stop. So, but I get that one. People is like, come to an absolute halt to make a turn. It's like, come on, just get out of the way. Fucking up my cruise control. Mm, that was a bot one. Children. Speed limit in the last plate. <laughs> yeah. Elijah said that one. <laughs> Somebody said, I'll, I just remember, I didn't submit mine, but I remember mine and people are going to find it fucking hilarious, I'm sure, because it's like the weirdest thing ever. But somebody said, children, I get that. I hardly, <laughs> I hardly put up with my, <laughs> my own children, you know, like. It's actually. If it's, if it's children was his. If it's not children. Like, I can't say I get annoyed with children if they're not my own. If they're my own, like, I feel like I have some responsibility with how they're behaving in public, which is what drives me nuts about kids that aren't behaving in public. But I'm not annoyed with them. I'm annoyed with their parents. Yeah. Like, this is how you, like, this is how you let your kids behave in public. Like, you're in a restaurant. Like, like tell me, your kid to get his back. shit together. Like, the fuck? Like, kids over here just... You guys just... heard that Joe Rogan rant where it's like, bad people are just misguided babies? Whenever I see kids acting up in public, that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree, I kind of agree with the children one. My initial annoyance is with the kid... But then I start wondering, like, why isn't the parent doing anything right now? So my one, that I didn't submit this. And I tell this to, like, friends and stuff, and they find it absolutely insane. And it's probably an OCD thing. I almost have a downright refusal to use a paper towel unless it tears absolutely perfectly down the perforation. <laughs> I've thrown them away before that reason. I have. I was like, nope, integrity's lost. It's not going to absorb this moisture the same way. Or like, like we use like, cause I don't know, like we don't have, we don't use napkins in our house. Like we just like have paper towels, you know, and like that's your napkin when we eat dinner. Like if, if I, t- if I go to tear one and it tears wrong, I'm like, well, the kids can use this one. Like I'm not using that thing. <laughs> Do you ever like it's tear not- it even after it tears weird? So like to make even... Somewhat so, fix it. So if I, I if I tear one and it it tears like not down the perforation, but like the bottom, typically always at the bottom, comes off. I'll lay the torn one aside and then tear the rest of it off the next sheet. <laughs> so it's gotta be an OCD thing. So the point where I have have you ever like done it where you do something like that but it keeps tearing fucked up oh i'll throw the whole roll away fuck this thing defective roll 
<laughs> My wife bought this new toilet paper that actually tears very well across the perforations, but I didn't know that the perforations were like rippled. Is it that Chris Jenner like black toilet paper? No, it's not black. Like, who wipes their ass with black toilet paper? Yes. Yeah, How are you supposed to know if you're wiped enough or not? You Chris know? Jenner, she she does. Well, she probably got a bidet or something. But but yeah, like the first couple like tears were a little jarring. I was like, what? Huh? What's this? <laughs> you know? It's not like a straight line. But like little like like my best friend will fuck with me and like whenever he tears one and it doesn't tear across the perforation, he will take a picture of it and send it to me. I'm like, you motherfucker. I know. It's Woom said he has a black toilet. Yeah, I've seen black toilets. Funny enough, the first time my kids ever saw a black toilet, we were, I think we were coming back from like my grandparents' house in Indiana. And my youngest, it was like the, over the summer maybe. He was three or four. And we stopped, like they really had to pee. So we stopped at a rest area. Granted, it was actually a very nice rest area. Like, it was very clean and well taken care of. But the toilets were black. Mm. And he immediately goes, like, why is it black? And then starts rubbing his hands on the toilet seat. They're like, no! <laughs> no! No! Like, I grab him, like, by the wrist so he can't touch his face or any other part of his body. And just, like, drag him to the sink and just, like, scrubbing his hands. <laughs> Oh, man. Because <laughs> the last just had to, like, fully take it in because he had never seen something like that before. I know. I was like, my, my, child, my, chi- my child has AIDS now. Like, full-blown AIDS. <laughs> and I, like, I bring him back to the car and I tell my wife, and she's got, like, like Lysol wipes out, like, scrubbing his whole body down. Like, oh, man. But, Yeah. On to the next. Nope. Bought one. Humble bragging. Ooh. That's a Karen move. I can see that being annoying. Do people hmm. still humble brag? I'm trying to, like, I can't. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do it all the time. I guess I'm just a oblivious. What, what do you consider humble bragging? That's what I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of an example of humble bragging off the top of my head. Because, like, some miserable people can just consider people having a good life being humble bragging. Yeah, like, I I know what humble bragging is, for sure. But right now I'm, like, struggling to find, like, a specific example. I mean, that could just be someone saying, I can go to the grocery store and buy whatever I want. Yeah. Well, now you're just being an it's asshole. Retarded, I can buy a full tank of gas. And groceries on the same day. <laughs> and pay rent. Right? Like, a lot of people would be like, humble brag bitch with that, especially not right now. This is not an actual... I was going to skip this one because it's not an answer to this question, but somebody, I guess, decided to make their own question and answer. What have you gotten detention for? Question mark. 
Having sex in the weightlifting room with a student teacher. That sounds like humble bragging. Yeah, that's a humble. There's a humble brag. <laughs> you just got shamed because you wanted to be that person who did their own thing. Mm-hmm. Feeling or knowing something is withheld. Asking. I don't like some. They wrote that. Oh, we. I can't even. I don't even know how to read that correctly. So, when people use emojis before and after every written message. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Are you an emoji emojis, guy? Yeah. No emojis. Display, like help you push meaning on texts where people wouldn't understand an okay or I mean, to a... be fair, I know someone in the Drinking Bros chat that does that, and it's super obnoxious. Okay. I know who you're talking, talking about. about. Person, I hope that guy fucking deep throats a shotgun. <laughs> Are there a lot of uh, sunlight emojis? Oh, yeah. sunlight and a specific flag, I think. Yeah, I don't get, like... I don't understand. Like when they mean nothing, when it has nothing to do with what you're saying, right. it's fucking weird as balls. Yeah, no, but like I tried to interpret to like, it after a while. It's like I'm just guessing like this person's autistic. I don't know. Like <laughs> Oh, severely. <laughs> fucking <laughs> The chat. Oh my god. <laughs> what did I miss it? Um, no, they're all saying who we're, what we're saying. Oh, oh yeah, no. yep. A A wrong. <laughs> I don't think he listens to this. So we're fine. I yep. hope he does. That's that's exactly who I was talking about. Like, what the fuck is this dude with his emojis constantly? Yeah, like if if you're if it like goes along with what you're saying and you know helps it out and whatnot and helps like tell the story that you want or like helps you convey me the tone yeah. you want to like an, an, an eggplant emoji or you know like the wet emoji or any of those like to cap yeah. off something to kind of especially like through text right you can't you can't really understand yeah, no intent and tone right through text so if you'd like say something and put an eggplant or something you're like oh it's supposed to be kind of like sexually orientated or, you know, like, or uh, emoji to display irony or frustration. But yeah, if you're just like sprinkling in random emojis, <laughs> Davy, good God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> On to the next. <laughs> Maybe that that is that is a good one. Holy shit! That's exactly what it is. That's exactly bitch. what it is in the live chat. Davy just yep. That's exactly what we're talking about. Good God! It should it should be a, a sparkle and a rainbow emoji next to that guy's yeah. name. Oh, good God! <laughs> this this one gets me as well. People talking on their speakerphone in public. 
That is a meme that is popping up, and holy shit, it is getting out of hand quick. I experienced that for the first time the other day at the tanning salon. This girl was on the fucking phone talking about her drinking as a fucking college student. On speakerphone. And her man, and like how they drink. Yeah, like as she's tanning on speakerphone, it's like, you dumb bitch. Shut up. You said it for me. I was about to make that observation about the people that stereotypically do that and yeah yeah no that's what i mean that meme got out of hand wait i've seen a lot of a lot of comment sections that, that are like there's people raunchy. especially like even at my work like i go in the break room to go to the vending machines and there's like people having arguments with their significant other in the break room on speakerphone okay now that's something okay like. and i'm like what the fuck i, are I would you record doing? that that's some uh, content you're missing out on there, Bill. Uh, I don't know if I can record that and use it as content ethically if they don't know I'm doing it. And if they do know I'm doing it, I'm a 160-pound white kid. If you're in a one-party or a two-party consent state. If you're one-party, you're good. <laughs> but yes, that drives me nuts. People on speakerphone in public. To a lesser extent, people that are having conversations like on their earbuds... But at least I'm only getting... I feel like an asshole even doing that because I feel like I'm talking to myself. Yeah, like I don't like... Like if I'm on... Like if I'm in the grocery store and somebody calls me, I'm like, I'm... Yep, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. Uh, can we talk about this like in a couple of minutes when I'm out of the yeah, grocery store? I'm at the store? grocery store right now. Can we talk about this later? I'm a little busy. But yeah, people would just be like, wow, like I told this bitch, stay away from my man. I'm like... Yeah, I told him that. Like, oh my god! Like, everybody's hearing your conversation. That's wild. That's wild. Maybe it's like a shame kink. You never know, Bill. Hmm. When you've got a fart but can't. <laughs> Rip. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Big R.I.P. And then the final one. Feminazis. <laughs> Is that what that gorilla grip pussy though? What is it? It's um, is that fourth wave <laughs> feminism? It's like fifth wave now, right? I think I know what he's talking about. Like those wildly extreme feminists that just like I'm trying to figure out how to like explain this without sounding like a complete misogynist. It's like, all right, Andrew Tate, let's see if you could describe this. Yeah. One. yeah. <laughs> but i mean aren't they just like angry lesbians at that point like the ones that are like i don't understand why we even need men in this world it was like well i mean if you got rid of all the men i mean that's someone that has some deep psychological society might be all right for a generation i guess but I think, like, I'm when I think of like somebody says like a feminazi, or somebody talks about like extreme feminism, it's like um, it's not like a women's rights thing. It's like a uh, like an ultra left wing person that just doesn't even understand how the world works, kind of thing. 
Yeah, it's usually I question where the line of what they draw fem Nazi is because it's like, uh, are you talking about just someone that wants women's rights? Because like, I don't like yeah, that you draw fine. your line there, friend. Because I think like traditional feminism, as I understand it, I've never gone into super detail about it, but like, okay, yeah, I can agree with a lot of these things. But I think you know, where they come up with the wave things, where like fourth wave feminism is like. Yeah, no, when they start breaking themselves up into sects and yeah. sects, and it's like, okay, you think this more of a religion. Well, it's not, okay, so it's not, it's not feminism per se, but it's anti-men mentality. Right? Riley, what's your take on this one? As the woman. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm just not going to get into that. <laughs> Charles, like, what are you talking about? I fucking hate women. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I was the one that said I hated women. All right. Suck it up and go suck a dick. Jesus Christ. You know. And it makes me feel better. So, you know. There you go. So maybe. So if we're getting anything out of this, Charlie is telling feminists, just go suck dick. You'll be better. Don't put words like dicks in my mouth, Bill. Anyways, moving on past that one. That's Charlie all we got. Busted out the feminism on Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A feminist would never. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, been fun. This is episode one hundred. We, uh, oh, yeah, no, that's the, your fundraiser. Yes. For Logan. Yep. So Logan's in the chat right now, so we're going to call him out a bit. But go check out uh, in the description for this is a link. Um, our boy Logan Le Ponte is uh, going through it. He's a OG nooner. Everybody loves him. Fucking awesome guy. Um, so I'm running some T-shirts through my screen printing shop to raise some money to help with his medical stuff. Go check those out. We've gotten a fair amount of orders so far. Uh, it runs until February 16th. So, and 100% of profits on that go straight to Logan for his medical stuff. Um, I'm donating my time and materials and everything for that. Um, so yeah, go check that out. The t-shirt design's fucking rad. And it's going to a really good cause that is very personal, not only to the community as a whole, but to many people in this community that, you know, love Logan to death. Because he's, like I said, he's, you, he's OG. He's been around forever. Um, I've never met a person that's had an interaction with him that has said anything negative. So just want him to know we're here for you. And this is this is the best way I can find to help you out. So working hard for you, dude. And uh, yeah, so go check out the link. Order a shirt. Uh, there's also if you don't want the shirt, totally fine. Uh, Matt at American Rustic Works donated one of his handmade reclaimed wood uh, American flags, and he he doesn't want anything for it. He straight donated it. He's paying the shipping costs and everything for it. 
and we're raffling that off. And like one, one raffle ticket is like two bucks. And again, all of that money goes straight to helping out Logan. So go hit that, hit the link. Um, again, like even if you, if you only got two bucks, like just help out Logan. So with that being said, episode 100, it was a blast. These, uh, these anonymous question things are fun. So we're going to probably keep that going for a while. But anyways, for Jake, for Charlie, I'm Bill.